everybody. Welcome to After Live, the unofficial Clutter Live After Show. This is episode 16. My lord, we're getting up there with numbers. This is the new improved podcast. You're going to see a lot of changes coming up here with uh, a lot here. I'm your host, Mike, and I got my awesome co-host along with me. First off, I've got Jay Wade. Hey, everybody. Last week, I strapped a flux capacitor to my back, and I tried to run 88 miles per hour. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> we had some things going on last week, but hopefully this week's going to be a lot better for you guys. Uh, next up, we've got Kaylin. Hello, everyone. Yay! And, oh. and for the first time together, we also got... Sarah. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, no problem. We're going to try out the uh, four-person podcast. Uh, we did it last week, sort of, and uh, we're going to try it again. So we are covering Collider Live for, actually, the end of May. Uh, last week, we covered Monday through Thursday because we did a lot of coverage there. This time we kind of narrowed it down for this week. Uh, we actually started on Friday, May 24th, which is episode 142, and ended up all the way down to this week Friday, or last week Friday, because we're recording this on a Sunday. Thank you, folks. Uh, Friday, May 31st, which is episode 146. Um, Friday to Friday, it's always good. So let's start off with the Friday show, which is May 24th, episode 142. Um, at the beginning of the episode, Riley saw a movie, which was, <laughs> which was Seth Green's new movie he directed and something happened. He said it really hit home. And what did Christian Harleff say? Did a dog die? <laughs> I couldn't say it. It's too sad, man. <laughs> Jeez. He's lucky Riley didn't punch him in his mouth. I was like, when I was like writing notes for this, I I didn't like write this down, but I know Kaylin wrote this down. I was like, okay, let's just talk about this because that's just kind of funny how Christian just like said that. I was like, really, Christian? Are you serious? And I think as we're going to see as this week rolls on, as we keep talking, that I think we could have, you know, retitled this la these last five um, episodes as Christian Harloff has no tact. Oh no, definitely not. <laughs> and God, I, I feel for him though, because my God, like sometimes stuff just comes out and you didn't mean it. And it sounds like Riley didn't even register it, but my God, like really? Yeah, it was kind of funny with that. Um, so just... Before we move on for that, I just want to let you guys know we're we the way we set up our notes this time is that we have topics and moments. There's a lot of moments on Clara Live. We love to talk about those the most because we love the personalities on the show. Uh, the topics we'll mention as we talk about because they're interesting topics we talk about on the show. So even though the main topic of this show was about the Star Wars Old Republic movie that's rumored to be made pretty soon with the script, we're not going to talk about that and. Uh, what they did talk about instead as one of the topics we'll get into right now is they ended up talking about best sequels. They, start, they started mentioning like Aliens and Blade Runner 2049 
and so forth. So let's just discuss this. What is the best sequels, do we think? I wrote down a couple. So one of them that they mentioned is The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually don't know if I've seen Batman Begins more than once in my life. I just didn't love it. But same, I literally, same. yeah, but I literally just watched Dark Knight like three days ago just because I wanted to. Um, it's so good. My other favorite, which I know J-Way will love, is I love Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. <laughs> it's not as good as Lion King, but to me, it is a really high quality sequel. It really holds up better than a lot of Disney's mm. straight to DVD or straight to VHS uh, sequels that they put out or used to put out a whole lot. Um, it's one of my favorites. Uh, have you seen it, Jay Wade? Uh, no. Oh, come on. <laughs> I was going to say it. Once again, Bambi made me cry as a kid, and and then oh, Jaws, sure. and then Nightmare on Elm Street, and then James Bond, and then so on. It's all a blur from there. Okay, well, Lion King 2 is not as sad. Like, I think you could handle it more than Lion King. I'm just going to have to watch these damn movies just so <laughs> I can move on with my life, man. Fuck. <laughs> Isn't there like a Lion King like one and a half too? Yes. yes. Oh my it, gosh. <laughs> yes, it tells the story from Timon and Pumbaa's side. Yes. And it's terrible. Um, <laughs> that one's not good. <laughs> no, it's not. And do I, I have to watch that one too? No, you do not. Basically, it just recaps the story of the Lion King, but kind of fills in like what Timon and Pumbaa were up to at each moment. Um, so it's not worth seeing. But Lion King 2 Simba's Pride is great. I think you should put that on your list. I will do that. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? Um, the one that comes to mind right now is also a Disney animated, or I guess Pixar, would be Toy Story 2. Oh. Just because I just watched that movie the other day. <laughs> uh, I think it's great. I think it's just as good as the first one. I think a lot of people like the first one better, but I think I watched it at just the right age that that was the one that I would just watch over and over again. And then the third one, of course, is everyone's favorite, but I like the second one better. (laughs) Do you know I haven't watched the second Toy Story movie since childhood? Really? Wow. Yeah, I've I've watched the first one. (laughs) Yeah. I guess I need to watch that. I'll put that on my list. Listen to me. I'm like, I'm like, wow. But then the internal <laughs> monologue after that, the external, wow, would have been it, like if I said it all out, it would have been like, wow. I never saw it either. <laughs> well, that oh, is yeah. not surprising. Yeah. As we all know, uh, what about you, Wade? Um. Dude, I put a lot of thought into this, a lot. It tore me up all week, and I actually wasn't able to decide until today. Uh, but definitely Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. <laughs> I see what you 100%. did there. Yeah. I see what you did there. Um, but no, in all reality, in my mind, the prequels don't really exist, so I have to say The Empire Strikes Back. Mm. Yeah, they did say that as well, and it's interesting because they, I mean, you know, later on it's like, oh, it's the fifth movie, but it's the sequel to the first. It's it's complicated. It's, it's fucking Star Wars. 
So I, I understand that. They, they talked about Wrath of Khan as well, Star Trek 2, and they start talking about Star Trek, which I'm a huge Trekkie. I agree with them. It's like, Wrath of Khan is great. Um, for me, it's like Back to Future Part 2 is really good. Uh, a nice. lot of people, a lot of people like the original movie, but two has a special place because it came out the same year as I did. So we're both thirty years old. So uh, <laughs> it, it, it's uh, it's it's not my birth film, but it's just like it's just the same year. Eighty nine is a good year for film, especially. So I mean, like Ghostbusters two came out in eighty nine as well. So that's another sequel. Is it good in the, the original film? Maybe not, but it's got some guilty pleasure elements to it. Um. So, I've labeled down a lot of Cody's, what I call the segment Cody cuts, because they cut back. Cody cuts back to himself a lot throughout the whole show, and I write down everything. Because now he's been doing this whiteboard stuff. He's been writing like stuff on the whiteboard just to show. And so, as they're talking about Star Wars, you know, they talk about this and that, and he's like, "I'm sorry, they brought up Brian Johnson. Please stay calm." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those sorry. <laughs> that's just oh no go ahead I mean I was just going to say those are one of my favorite parts and that's literally all I was going to say right now because it just those are one of my favorite parts mm. uh-huh. do, you, do you know I have yet to catch one because somehow I I, I don't know I, a squirrel gets my attention or something <laughs> so I end up I end up listening more than I actually watch and so then yeah, people are like People are like, oh my god, that was the funniest moment. And I'm like, I didn't see it. <laughs> you gotta pay attention more. I, I know. I try to. I get distracted. My husband complains at me all the time because we'll be watching a show and he'll be like, you don't know what just happened. And I'm like, yes, I do. He's like, well, what just happened? I'm like, I don't know. Rewind it, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, man. I mean, with Collider Live, you gotta pay attention to those uh, the video because little moments like that will pop up out of nowhere without you even expecting it. You know, the editing is just like back and forth, like really stylish with Cody does, you know, at certain moments as they talk. Um, that's why it's a segment on the show because it's a craft. It's a piece of art mm. because he's so good at it. Um, and that's why you can't like skip a lot. It depends on what you want to listen to and watch. So, just want to mention the first one for Cody Cuts. There's a lot of other Cody Cuts throughout the whole week, but that was the first one I noticed from that Friday show. Um, another detail or topic they talked about was that the Sonic movie that was originally supposed to come on November is being pushed back a couple of months to February to improve the design of Sonic the Hedgehog because of the fans who pretty much tweeted about it and complained about it and told the people. It's like, this is not Sonic. Uh, and this leads into the impact of petitions now with fan petitions, you know, people getting the word out and these creators like, you know, what? we'll listen to you guys. We love your feedback. Here's what we're going to do. What do you think about that? It, for me, I, I can see both sides of it that on the one hand, like if people weren't going to go see the movie because it was so God awful and looked awful, then yeah, you need to make some changes, mm-hmm. but um, you know, at what point, you know, we're also petitioning to refilm all of season eight of Game of Thrones, which is just completely <laughs> ridiculous. And so, you know, where do we draw the line at this point? Mm. And I don't know. I always, um, 
Roxy always talks about how, and I don't know that Sonic the Hedgehog falls that deeply into art, but um, talks about, you know, you ha- you don't have any rights as the consumer of art, that the creator of the art is the one that has the rights to, you know, you're allowed to have opinions and say, I don't like it, but you're not allowed to tell them what they should and shouldn't do. And so we're kind of crossing a line a little bit here. I agree. I don't know. I I didn't see the big deal with how Sonic looked, but I'm not a Sonic fan, so this movie isn't for me. <laughs> uh, but I do... Yeah, I, I see. I understand, like, I don't think it was probably the best idea for them to say, oh, we're going to change it so fast. Just because now that is kind of feeding into, oh, well, if we say we don't like something, then then now they're going to change it. Yeah, and the, uh, well, for me, I, I watched it, I was kind of excited. I grew up in the Sega Genesis age. I used to play Sonic a lot. And Sonic looks terrible, but, dude, really, Jim Carrey looks even worse, man. Yeah. <laughs> And he sounds worse. It's like, he just, when it comes to these kid type of movies, he just regurgitates the same shit that he did over and over again in the 90s, then in the 2000s. And, but beyond that, I'm definitely with with Roxy, because I, 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 you know, dude, is anybody going to tell Van Gogh that he needs to reduce A Starry Night? You know who's gonna who's really gonna go to somebody and be like, "Hey man, I don't like how you painted the guy's face. Like I wish he wasn't smiling as much. You should redo it. And if you don't redo it, then I'm gonna get a bunch of other people who are pissed off about it too, and we're gonna harass you about it. That's just it's extremely stupid and selfish. I will counteract that because here's the thing. This is a movie in development. It doesn't come out until November, originally. They have time to redesign it and fix the animation in time for the movie. But now with the delay, you have extra time to improve on that design. Sure, if it, if, if like Christian said, if the movie was out, too bad. You can't change it. There's no use. You can't do it. But it's not out yet, and there's time to readjust it and do it. And it's only for, like movies maybe television i don't know uh art yeah i can understand art being that way it depends on the medium in a way video games it depends maybe if they showed a game trailer and it's like you need to improve on that they'll change it before the release of the game it depends on the situation and with fan petitions like this there could be a way to improve things depending on what the medium is and how much time they have to fix it that's true and also i mean the other, I guess the flip side of it is, um, what, like what you're saying is, it kind of depends on the medium, because I always go back to thinking about tattoo artists. It's like, yeah, you have some artistic freedom, but at the end of the day, someone is paying you mm. to do this. You do have a client. And so I guess in that way, we are their client. Like, they're, they're looking to sell this product. 
which I suppose is why a lot of artists die completely in poverty because they refuse to bend to that and just do what people wanted them to do. But I, and with Sonic, I really couldn't care less. Like, fix Sonic, leave Sonic, whatever. Yeah, this movie's going to be, yeah, this movie's <laughs> going to be terrible no matter what. I'm not, you know, I don't think that them doing this is going to help the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I just don't want to get to a point where all artistic expression is done by committee. Mm. You know, I can agree with that, but I do want to, I do want to push back a little bit on your comparison with like a tattoo artist in this situation, because if I'm going in for a tattoo, even if, even if I have just an idea, I could go in with the exact piece I want them to stencil on me, or I could go in with an idea and have the artist draw it up for me but either way i'm seeing the finished product well not quite finished but i'm seeing the product pretty much you know let's say fresh out of the editing stage in a comparison to movies way and so i have a good idea for what it's going to be like when they put the finishing touches on it meaning on my arm so I have more, I, in a tattoo situation as a customer, I've got far, far more access to how it's going to come out and how it's going to be as to where with a movie, yeah, I'm paying to go see it, but I'm not going to pay see, or I'm not paying to go see a movie that I hired a director to make mm-hmm. for me the way I wanted it to be done. I'm going to, I'm paying someone to go see their vision and what they have in their head and what they want to present to me. That is absolutely true. I can totally see that. So I guess it comes down to whether they care more about the money or the principal. The money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is the money. Oh, it's always the money. But at the end of the day, like like Sarah said, it's Sonic. So like, who really gives a shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think it's going to affect how well it does either way. True. Oh, it's I, not an Oscar movie. No. Oh well, yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. It's just it was just interesting with the whole fan petition stuff going on nowadays with Twitter and all that stuff. So speaking of the fan petitions. Uh, in a way, Christian Harlow is talking about how they he saw a trailer with uh, it was Terminator Dark Fate, and somebody added the Terminator theme music, and he's like, "Yeah, you know what? They should do that. Do that." And Thad's like, "Oh, so you're a fan petitioning, huh?" And they they that that led into that led into. Uh, a discussion about the importance of music in trailers and in film, actually. And that was actually a really interesting discussion because Dorina's there. She's like the score queen, basically. She loves the film scores, and they just talked about how important that stuff was. And I agree. Music is a very important thing when it comes to the trailers and marketing. You gotta have a good song to go with it. You could have a good score to go with it. In film in general, you gotta have a good score to get the motions moving for whatever scene they're portraying on the screen. Or don't, to make a point as well. Oh, like in Mother? Oh, did any of y'all see Mother? No. I did not. That is a film without a soundtrack. It has no music, no sound. Is it like eerie? Yes, it's... Well, first of all, it was just not my cup of tea. Um, (laughs) 
But <laughs> or I, I think, anyone. Yeah, I, I, Darren Aronofsky and I just I, I get that he's deep and whatever, <laughs> but I'm just not that deep and I couldn't I couldn't do it. But it was just creepy because it was like you know the music usually tells you how to feel a little mm -hmm. bit in a scene, and you had none of that. So it was super just uh, uh, unsettling. But yeah, the wrong music can also totally screw up a film or a trailer or make a movie seem way better than the actual product is, like with Suicide Squad. The trailer was awesome. They used mm -hmm. music awesome. Oh, and yeah. then the movie was... Eh, not awesome. Not awesome. <laughs> the first, like, 20 minutes are pretty awesome. I was watching Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark yesterday, and, uh, dude, that soundtrack is awesome. Yeah, it is. So good. Oh, man, that's so good. That score, man. Oh, my God. That is, like, iconic, layered with yeah. awesomeness. Dude, that, that scene at the end where he's on the truck and he's, like, just throwing Nazis off it left and right and then does his whip, slides underneath the truck and then goes up and has the cab fight with the Nazi. And, dude, that, that, that score part there, I was sitting there like a fucking kid again, man, for real. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I'll mention about this show is that... Claire Live has a Twitter account now. Yeah, it's about time, isn't it? So now you can uh, at Collider Live on Twitter directly without having to tag uh, Collider videos anymore. So go, so go follow Collider Live on Twitter and go subscribe to their YouTube channel. Get them to a hundred. Two while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? Subscribe to us. I'll explain that at the end of the podcast. Okay, so it was Memorial Day weekend, and Monday show skipped because it was a holiday. So now we go to Tuesday, the Tuesday show. Um, let's talk about it for this week, The Bachelor Lech. Woo! Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. First of all, um, well, before we get into it, I want to, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I allow me to clear my throat. Um, no, I just want to say that they ended up showing that video on Friday. Uh, Riley showed the one of the weatherman who was freaking out at the people because he had broken into the broadcast of The Bachelorette and he was just yelling at them because, like, I'm trying to save your lives, dude. <laughs> That dude is Jamie Simpson, because, and I know that because that's my local uh, news station. I live in that area. The tornadoes went by about 25 minutes away. So I didn't get to see Bachelorette, but I did watch a 10-minute recap video of, of last week's episode today. So oh, I, can, I can talk a little bit about <laughs> it. That, that's a good episode to, uh, to have watched 10 minutes of. <laughs> it, it was it was a quick 10 minute recap but i just i i cameron i i guess is his name i call him crybaby he just that yeah. dude cracks me up man it's like i remember i was sitting in my friend's house for the first episode of this season and it was like at the end and she's giving out roses you know what i'm saying sarah you you know what i mean right yes 
All right, because you're the one. Yeah, you you, you like I'm the it. One. I'm the one. I watched it for last week, expecting Kaylin to to be all about the the Bachelorette, and then it turned out she couldn't care less. So, but um, but the first episode, you know, they have the they're given and she's giving away the roses, and as each guy gets a rose, that crybaby Cam, he's just like. I didn't get to spend any time with her. I haven't even talked to her, and all these other guys are getting roses, and they spent time with her. Now I do, yeah. Now I'm like, now I'm, I do now, yes. And it's stupid, and I feel shitty for admitting it, but yes, I understand it now. But yeah, it just cracks me up. He's been crying since episode one, and he's still crying about not getting any time. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then and then the fucking the the the, the dude the fella Mike, then Mike. Uh, now I took it like this. Tell me what you think. Do you okay. think it was okay for him to to bring up his child's his baby's death and all that? It felt to me like he was trying to use that death as an advantage, like sympathy, Ooh. and get a little bit um, farther. Why even bring that shit mm. up? I don't understand. So yeah. that's what they do. <laughs> that's the bad side of the show is that at one point, like every contestant will bring up something that's traumatic to them or some kind of thing to try and connect with the bachelor or bachelorette where last season, cause it's off season. So last season it was the bachelor. The one girl brought up that she was a, a rape victim survivor and she actually like told her story oh, sh- and a lot of people really applauded like how they handled it but a lot of other people felt like they like exploited that and was yeah, making totally. it like find out what her secret is and why what oh what happened to her. yeah it's so they don't all abc doesn't always handle <laughs> these kind of situations well um i actually think that like how mike's story was handled was kind of I didn't really have a problem with it because it went along, like, with with their date. Like, sometimes these people will just bring it up out of nowhere. Like, they'll just be like, oh, yeah, my dad died, or, oh, yeah, my cat died. Like, Cam was saying about his puppy, like, just out of nowhere. Like, yeah. and you're like, what does this have to do with anything? But it kind of made sense where he was like, oh, this reminded me of how my girlfriend, like, his girlfriend had a miscarriage. And it was it was really sad, but it didn't feel that like out of place but it also does kind of feel like he was trying to get the sympathy rose as as they say but i mean they edited it brilliantly because when he brought that up i started to get pissed because i'm like dude you're such a piece of shit man like who the fuck uses that shit to try to get at any kind of an advantage in any part of life yeah and then, and then they come up with the they come up with the motherfucking comic relief, dude, because the incomes crybaby, and he's trying to steal a little bit more of that time. Num 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 num. Give me that time. I'm so hungry. Num yeah, num editing, num. The editing is what saves the show because it's just so ridiculous. Like it's you know the producers are back there telling them like go yeah go interrupt like go do it like hannah wants you in there or like yeah. telling them what to do and that's what just makes it entertaining when it uh, starts this- to get down to like the final like four and it's really about like who she's in love with i kind of fall out because i'm like i don't care anymore like i just want all the drama <laughs> like-, like survivor it's like dude until there's like two tribes of six people on each tribe who gives a shit yeah <laughs> 
But yeah, but then the next guy, but then that other guy comes in and interrupts Crybaby. Like, like it's all fair play, bro. You know what I'm saying? You can do it. I can do it, baby. It's so fucking, it's like, I don't know. It's like I'm back in fucking elementary school. Oh, yeah. and I get it now. There's a part of me, you can tell, there's a part of me that's really digging this shit, dude. You but it's so like absurd. You feel like a terrible person because you're rooting for them to just have meltdowns. But it's also <laughs> just, like, entertaining. Like, it definitely is guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Then they go on that group date, and Broham Luke gets all pissed off because oh, she's Lord. kissing the other guy. It's like, dude, you don't know this broad. You're all here trying to, like, you ain't seen the other fucking past seasons of this shit where the chick's got her tongue down every dude's throat <laughs> and vice versa for The Bachelor. You oh, don't no. know what you're doing. He told her last week that he was falling in love with her, and last week was the second oh. episode. Oh, yeah. Wow. But people oh. don't like him, so, like, it's not, like, fans are really against him right now, so it's not oh. like it's working out for him. <laughs> like, oh. I have, a, I have a question for you. Um, So I noticed on live, uh, Josh keeps saying that all the dudes are terrible, and Roxy keeps saying that word of mouth from her female friends who watch it is they actually think that the guys are, are a pretty good little group. So how are you feeling about them? I really like the guys this season. I think, I don't know, like, they're all really funny. I don't know. I haven't seen enough of them to, to see if they're really genuine guys. I think some of them are. I mean, it's television. You can't tell. But I like them. I think they're all really entertaining. Especially, I, Cam was super entertaining. Luke is really entertaining. Would you would you even guys. consider uh, Crybaby Cam though? Oh, absolutely I mean, not. really? Absolutely not. Yeah, and like some of these jerk offs, dude. How the He's hell could you take them that. seriously? I don't, uh, I don't. And then they have a tailgate in the driveway. They have a tailgate <laughs> party in the driveway. Like, are you serious? There wasn't it's not like they had a game on a big screen TV set up out there to watch. It's not, they didn't even have a game on the radio. Guaranteed they could find some sort of sporting event on the radio at least. They have a tailgating party in the fucking driveway. What the fuck? And then that's when Crybaby <laughs> amputees all like, uh, I'm sorry, that came off real bad. I didn't mean to say it quite that mean. <laughs> but. Crybaby cry comes out and he's just like, like black. he had set this up and told the guys, he's like, I'm going to give her this sad story and, you know, I'm probably going to be going soon, so I'm going to give her a sad story and blah, 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 and it's going to affect her and all this <laughs> stupid shit. He just takes her to the side out of nowhere and, and just is like, I'm an amputee and my he's grandmother. He's not an amputee, though. That's the thing. He's not? No, he has both his legs. And what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> he was he said like he had a virus and or some something where they were going to amputee but they they didn't cuz people were like he has both his legs and then he's talking what about how fuck? his grandma died and then how he, he had to give the his puppy. dog away. Yeah, the puppy. <sighs> it was just like what like what what are you talking about? Yeah, it's Dude. <laughs> I just, oh, 
I don't get it. So so then I so then I started calling him in it. Now that I find out that he's not an amputee and he lied about it, now his name really is Crybaby Amputee. I love that guy because he's so fucking entertaining. But man, if I met that dude in real life and I didn't care about other human beings, I would totally pop him in his fucking nose. Yeah. But I'm all about the Bachelorette now, not really, but it is entertaining. <laughs> watching josh's reaction to it on the show and hearing yeah. like him and christian talk about it because christian has that point of view where he worked on it and i'm so interested about that oh yeah it's the most exciting part of it. it yeah it really is interesting getting those behind the scenes scoops it's always fun to listen to that stuff um so yeah each week we're gonna get that scoop from both wade and sarah so it's gonna be interesting Of course, being Claire Alive, they always talk about the Schmodown. Um, I will not talk about this yet. I'm going to talk about the moment first because they always talk about the upcoming ones, including the one in San Diego with uh, the Comic-Con one with the Inner Geekdom with Rachel Cushing. And uh, it's funny. I was, I, was, I was watching this and Roxy's like, does her usual, can I come? And nobody fucking answers to that. <laughs> and she's, it's like burn. And I saw her face like... And then she's like, you didn't answer my question. And still nobody responded that, can I come? And they know that said, Christian's nervous, like, yeah, sure, why not? But nobody responded to her. It was so funny to see that reaction from her. Do you think they like that, or do you think they're over that? Like, her asking. Eh. <laughs> no. I feel like if Christian was over it, he would say something, because... That's true, that's true. You know, when they talk about something he doesn't care about, his first reaction is, I'm bored, let's move on. Yeah, that's true. So I think he would. I think he would tell her just to stop it. Um, but also, I, th I th that reminds me of uh, all the memes about uh, Tom Brady not getting a, a high five. <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Every time I hear his name, I start laughing. I'm sorry. Well, it's just, he, he always tries to high-five people, and he, he always seems to, like, catch people right when they're not looking at him or whatever, and someone compiled all of them, and it just makes me sad. I'm like, he just wanted a high-five. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Since it was Can I Come to Anything Shimoda Unrelated, let's talk about what happened last week on Shimodown, which is the Houston event. Um, have you guys seen it? Yes. No. Oh. <laughs> You've not seen the Houston event, Sarah? No, I'm really behind. I need to catch up. But you can spoil it. It's fine. Okay. So we're only going to talk about it just a little bit here because we are fans of Schmodown. Uh, but make sure you listen to our producers, Josh's uh, Talking Schmodown, which is on the same network here as this show. Uh, so check it out. And uh, speaking of that, actually... Uh, he did an episode on the Houston event, and Christian Harloff actually listened to it and tweeted about it, and they had a conversation on Twitter. Yeah, that was awesome. Really so, awesome. Really cool. So, yeah, our producer's getting some recognition. Hopefully, hopefully any of you Collider Live people listening to this can do the same with this episode, hopefully, or future episodes in the future. Uh, so that's pretty cool. The Houston event, however, I did not regret not seeing live stream 
it was actually perfect with the YouTube uh, video because it was edited nice, and my god, it was glorious. <laughs> it was like the unexpected appearances that happened in the event. Like you have, I'm referring to the Ben Bayman and of course the Andrew Guy match. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that was awesome. I mean, Booker T was there and he was just like being like, you know, no managers allowed and don't know nobody come in. And uh, eventually each manager will come out and then each, you know, different people come in trying into the ring and he's like oh i don't want to, to come in and then just like eventually like come to convince him and he's just like all right you can stay whatever it's just like i loved and the music just keeps interrupting the match over and over and just like what's going on Aylin? yes and you watch it i did watch it and it was i watched it live and yeah, like mike huh and it was very it was very entertaining it's extremely fun to watch the live events because you get to hear the crowd kind of interacting and it makes you mm-hmm. like there it, it's just got a different vibe than their studio oh yeah uh, videos mm-hmm. but the big thing that apparently everyone is up in arms about is the stupid digital wheel yes they have to and it, it never crossed my mind twice. I was just like, okay, they can't carry the big wheel, so they use yeah, that. same. Like, end of story. And people are up in arms. Mm-hmm. And, um... But to me, like, if they're trying to fix it, the, the most logical thing, I guess, that's most cost-effective would be... I keep picturing, you know the teeny tiny wheel on Wheel of Fortune that they spin at the end to pick their card? Oh, yeah, yeah. They need, like, a tiny version with a camera on it. Hmm. If if people are convinced that the digital wheel is fixed. Hey, and they could even make, instead of the, in, like, take the we, the car that, the card that's on the wheels now and fold them and put them in the slot like they do on Wheel of Fortune, and then it would build the suspense even more because, like, you land on something and you don't know what the fuck it is until you pull out the card and open it. <laughs> so that could build the suspense versus the normal entertainment factor of the huge wheel. Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like, it, yeah. it, it would, you know, it could definitely enhance it, especially being at live events and they don't have the big wheel. That that could help offset not having the big wheel. I don't know. Maybe. But I have to be something that can be deconstructed and put yeah, back together. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I'm not down with the digital wheel personally, but it's never been a, a, anything that I've ever been upset about or anything. I just, you know, whatever. It is what it is. The uh, the actual match was the shit. Um, dude, when, 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 uh, when Bateman grabbed that chair and beat the shit out of Guy with it, that was awesome. <laughs> He, it, I don't know. I wasn't expecting any of that kind of shit. Well, I guess I was actually. Now that I think about it, especially being in an actual ring with Booker T. But I, I guess I didn't expect uh, Bateman to uh, do the beating this time. Eh, I don't know. I usually I don't watch a lot of the behind the scenes stuff on their like pre recorded stuff. So this was definitely more entertaining for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, if coming from that point of view is just, especially for someone who just listens and watches this for the trivia, that kind of mm-hmm. cinematic version of those scenes are just interesting to watch unfold because it's just like they practice it. You've rehearsed it, you know, they're trying to make it wrestling because essentially is like wrestling and that's like they're in the ring that they was got a chair bam knocks him out yeah he hit him hard too kudos oh hold on i'm i'm finding the post right now here we go uh da, 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 da. i don't usually share these things on the facebook it's usually just for the cute okay the storyline for if guy won roca was going to look at riley after the loss signals that it's over and to drop ben he would walk up, back up the ramp. Dan looks at Riley, says, I tried. He leaves also. Riley goes to follow, looks back at Dagnino, and decides to stay, ending his stay with the horseman. Roxy would get into the wow. ring. Roxy would get into the ring, hug Andrew, and, and it looked too, too close for comfort. And if a defeated Ben has had enough, Roxy notices Ben approaching and yells to Guy, Look out, it's too late. Ben wallops him with the chair. So I they, like that better. <laughs> so they rehearsed well, both. Well, that didn't happen. <laughs> they, yeah, they rehearsed it both ways, and uh, they 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 talked about it too. Like Roxy got like because they practice it in one area, and then they actually had to practice on the ring because <laughs> Roxy's lost with this with her left and right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the digital wheel uh, is because come on, come on. Spinning the wheel and getting Spinner's Choice twice. What kind of luck was that? It was pretty lucky. It, it, it's like it's rare because, it was, of course, you can't spin again when you do Spinner's Choice, but Ben's like, fuck it, I'm just going to spin it again and get Spinner's Choice again. So it's it was actually very entertaining. It was like, it's it's up there with the live events. It's really good. Um, and the undercard was the uh, Founding Fathers versus Double, Double Toasted, and that was pretty good too. But uh, overall, it was mainly about Ben Bateman and Andrew Guy. Oh, for sure. So, if you want to listen to what our producer Josh thought, definitely check out Talking Shmodas because that episode is like fire. You got to listen to it. I forgot to mention that this week, uh, Collider Live was on the main channel because. Of the stupid copyright strike on their Claire Live channel from the Aladdin, how it should have ended video they were watching. So they're on the main channel again, which is just minor until they fix the copyright strikes on uh, Collider Live. And I remember Thad tweeting about this. He tweeted about uh, how he had he had both copyright strikes on Collider Live and Collider Interviews. And they were both like, you know, because when you get a copyright strike, you can't stream. So if Collider Live can't stream, um, for Collider videos, you just can't do much uploading and shit like that. So it was just kind of weird how Collider got punched in the face by YouTube, basically. I mean, I'm sure all of that is being done by, you know, algorithms and whatever. There's not a human being, you know, sitting watching videos and. Uh, you know, yeah. nixing things, and the problem with that, of course, is then you're trying to plead your case to a robot who does not <laughs> understand. So, yeah, I'm sure that's extremely frustrating, and I still don't understand the rules. 
And I don't think Christian understands the rules. I don't think any of them understand the rules. I don't Apparently, think he cares Dad about does. The rules. That's true, also. <laughs> um, but yeah. uh, obviously, him and Thad had um, some back and forth about that. But yeah, that was uh, that was the start of it, at least, with the copyright strike, because that that part of the story was like Thad just like runs right in there and is like, "Your stream's shut down." So it's just like because of the copyright, so it's just like, and then it moves on from there, which we'll talk about. We'll talk about that. Uh, so besides that, uh, they talked about. So Christian's like, you know, who the best working actress right now is Michelle Williams. And they start talking about who the best actress working today is, and Roxy says Charisse Theron was the best working actress number one for her. So and especially with our girl power co-host here, what? is the best working actress for right now in the business. Well, that made us sound like the Spice Girls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, I am too. I was listening to Wannabe the other day, actually. Which ended I up almost in my... just started singing it, so... Well, what's really fun is it ended up in my music because of my husband downloading it, not me. Um, so... No, he loves that kind of stuff. Like, I, I've ended up with some Britney Spears songs up in my music because yeah. of that. But, um, I mean, Michelle Williams, I just haven't watched everything they're talking about. Like, they kept talking about some show she's on called Fosse Verdon. Uh, I don't know who those people are, and I don't know what that show is, but apparently she's oh, transformative man. in it. Right. So, right. Um, yep. what I've seen her in, she's good. I just don't think I've seen the right stuff that they're referring True. to. Um, Charlize Theron, um, once again, I know that there's movies where she's very, like, transformative, and I don't think I've ever seen any of those, so they just don't come to mind for me, but I know just from reputation they're good choices. For me, a couple that came to mind were, um, Tilda Swinton mm -hmm. and, uh. um, Kate Blanchett, or Blanchett. Oh. Okay. That they're really good actresses tilda swinton you i mean she's just i don't know what she's like a chameleon she just just like she's so androgynous and like like she's she just can melt into anything really and um kate blanchett just never goes wrong for me so i those were a couple of my picks if i had to pick someone and i'm sure i'm forgetting tons of people who are fabulous so what about you, Sarah? What are your thoughts? Uh, I was just thinking about Kate Blanchett. I absolutely agree. I love her. I think she can do no wrong. And everything she's in, she's just fantastic. Um, I actually, I love Michelle Williams and Charlize Theron. They're both, like, in my top five actresses. Um, I haven't seen the Fosse Verdon, but Fosse is, like, a big... Um, choreographer like back like Broadway choreographer like back in the day and I'm a huge theater person so oh. that's like a name that like theater people know he's very like instrumental in like all that those kind of choreography but I just I love Michelle Williams I think she's great uh they talked about her in Venom and how she was wasted which I completely agree she was wasted in that film oh um, for sure yeah I just, I love my the first thing I saw her in was uh, I think it's called My Week with Marilyn where she played Marilyn Monroe, who I love and I just thought she was fantastic in that. And then Charlize Theron, I just think she's 
absolutely beautiful and also can do no wrong. She's the best part of that Snow White and the Huntsman movie. Like, she's absolutely gorgeous. And she can act her butt off and sing and dance and do everything. And then another one for me right now is Tessa Thompson. Oh, I just think she's, oh yeah. Yep, Hell she's yeah. great. She's beautiful. She's my new favorite. She, she's so good. She's great. In Westworld, she just controls all the scenes she's in. Yeah. And she's probably the only reason like I'd go see Men in Black movie just because she's in it and I just think she's great. Yeah, I, I definitely have to agree with that. Tessa Thompson, she's uh yeah, she's fire. And uh Charlize and Michelle Williams, I've seen I've seen a few things they've both been in, more Charlize. But uh Charlize and Monster was fucking amazing. Talk about transforming yourself into something something or someone else. Um, as far as for me, best working actress, um, I was going to say Luke Perry, but you know, I mean, he, he's the guy, so that doesn't work. Um, but besides working, (laughs) too soon, (laughs) sorry about that. Sorry. Um, but, uh, but no, for real though, uh, Lori Laughlin for sure. Because I couldn't narrow it down to one, Lori Laughlin was my go-to. Oh my god. You can't be serious. Oh, really, that's what I have written in my notes. It says, questions, Tuesday, best working actress, Luke Perry, dot, 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 Lori Laughlin. I'm looking at it right here please, in my notes. Please, please tweet, it, tweet us with the hashtag afterlife, and please just give us a heads up of ways telling the truth or not with us because oh, well, I, I, I will think, take a picture of this I think and this I will is tweet bullshit. I think this no, is bullshit. I'm going bullshit on you, it. Wade. Because that's a joke. A that's a joke. It, it is not a joke. <laughs> because she's making all those Lifetime movies, right? I mean, yeah, and then in Fuller House and Full House and she's not doing anything. Our Aunt Becky. <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about her career back in the 80s, maybe, but now she's not, like, working as often as she... Not anymore. Not anymore. I know, guys. That's the joke. <laughs> see? Man. See? 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 It's a joke. I mean, it's a joke, but it is legit in my notes. That's I... how I have my notes written. That was my pick. <laughs> you couldn't pick, like, any of, anybody else. You couldn't pick, like... I don't know, Julia Roberts, you couldn't pick Meryl Streep, you couldn't pick... Laura Dern, that's my other one. Freaking man, I picked Luke Perry first and you guys... It's an actor, not an actress, there's a difference, Wade. Well, that's why I changed it to Lori Laughlin. And he passed away! And that was the joke of Luke Perry. Well, I mean, not joke about... I love Luke Perry, damn it. I love Luke Perry. But he's great on Riverdale. A joke is a joke, man. It was a joke. I mean, we, you get to see Luke Perry once upon a time in Hollywood with Quentin Tarantino, okay? Is he in that? Yes. Really? What? Yes. Wow. In the latest trailer, they showed a little brief little clip of Luke Perry. So he's in the cast. Aww. Yeah. Which is kind of quite interesting indeed. There, I just sent a, a, scre- a little screenshot picture of my notes, and it's <laughs> right at the top. 
questions Tuesday. Best working actress. You can't Luke even. Perry, dot dot dot. Lori Laughlin. You can't even spell Laughlin. No, and that's why. That the reason I spelled it that way is because I didn't want to look stupid by mispronouncing it, so I did a YouTube video on how to pronounce <laughs> Phonetically. it. So I spelled it like exactly because the guy, the guy sitting there and he's going, he goes, Lori Laughlin, Lori Laughlin, Lori Laughlin, Lori Laughlin. Lori Laughlin. It's like 54 seconds long, so I was like, I got it now. But I spelled it out, you know, so that I knew exactly how to pronounce it because I didn't want to look dumb. Okay, I was going to say, um, there's a lot of great working actresses right now. I mean, you guys said it all, basically, because I'm, like, Tessa Thompson is point, like, freaking Valkyrie in the MCU, upcoming Men in Black. Sorry to bother you. Like, if you see her, I'm sorry to bother you. My guy, she does a great job. I'm sorry to bother Creed. you. She's in the Creed movies. Y- yes, Creed. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, Queen. <Yep>. Um, <laughs> no, and uh, Michelle Williams. There's another one Michelle Williams was, was in. It was the the Greatest Showman. She's in that. that was, she was really great in that one. No, oh, I thought she was wasted. <laughs> I have unpopular opinions about that. Unpopular movie. opinions. I don't like the greatest showman. I really don't. <laughs> it's just oh. a stupid musical about a circus man who just didn't I do love things. Musicals. Right. That's why I can't stand them. <laughs> I'm walking into the ring with my whip and my hat and a Pretty baseball much. bat tucked back in back. <laughs> See, I can't do it. <laughs> and, and that's Makuga's point that really it's about anything. It's about what they're doing. Definitely I see different. a penny. Do I want to pick up the penny? No, it's tails <laughs> up. You know, I mean. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, there's a lot of actresses working. And, uh, and... Yosh, Yosh, Yosh. Yosh, Yosh, Yosh. Yosh, Yosh, Yosh. And the last thing on Tuesday's show was, uh, oddly enough, a topic that's worth talking about because Indiana Jones, because we talked about earlier with uh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark score, mm-hmm. um, there was an interview, somebody asked him, who would you recast after this movie? And Indiana Jones was like, nobody. Once I'm dead, the character's dead. So what do you think about recasting Indiana Jones? Do you think there should be a new Indiana Jones actor? Or, like, James Bond, you have the different actor, or Doctor Who with a different actor. Do you think that should be a thing? Or should we just let Indiana Jones die? I am not um, an Indiana Jones uh, big fan. I've seen all the movies, like, once. Um, And they're fine. So I personally could not care less. Like, if that recast i may actually be interested a little bit you know but i get that people that it's when it's near and dear to their heart you know it's a different story and i i'm just not one of those people i don't think i'm the audience that is supposed to be asked this question well i am a big fan and i say uh, let the character die <laughs> I don't want a, I don't want another Han Solo thing like let's not recap <laughs> <laughs> just, just do 
Christian or them, they suggested about do another story, but don't call it Indiana Jones. Like, just have it be its own thing. Or Indiana Jane or whatever. Like, if they change, like, Jane Bond. Like, just... <laughs> I don't. I don't want a new. I don't want Chris Pratt. I don't want a new Indiana Jones. That's just my feeling. Well, I'm. I'm in agreement with you. I don't think. I don't think there should be another Indiana Jones after uh, Harrison Ford, it, or even going back and making a new character being him as far as a young adult or anything like that. But mm-hmm. what I think could work would be a combination of one of Christian's former ideas of having Indiana Jones, having Harrison Ford um, being Indiana Jones and setting it up to where he's reflecting back and do a TV series, um, but of kind of like the Indiana Jones Chronicles, but, um, but better. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was a good, it was a good show, but I'm just saying, use that is your is your motivator instead of ha- make him a teenager instead of having him yeah. as a as a young adult in his 20s or whatever and have the first episode of it be be uh an entanglement of Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones reflecting back on something that really started him like like how we kind of saw that flashback scene at the beginning of uh the last crusade and um and just kind of do that where we see what what really got him started and motivated like after that scene what else after that happened as he was a teenager cuz that was pretty badass shit so i mean it only grew from there to being chased by nazis and looking for the holy grail and all that you know what i mean so i'd go back to when he was a teenager maybe that would be the only way that i could see recasting him but not when he's an adult already. I just can't see it happening. Not at this point. But how serious do you guys think he was? Like, I mean, obviously, I think he was... Yeah, I think he was serious, but, like, I didn't see the clip or hear it, so I'm not sure how he said it, because sometimes he says things, and it comes off like he's joking, but you can't tell, and then other times he comes off where you can tell that he's serious. Well, these days I think Harrison Ford is mostly just a curmudgeon, so he probably <laughs> meant it. True, true. I definitely think he meant it. Yeah, I can see that. Well, then, if if he meant it, then does that mean that he was faking it when he was supporting the solo actor that was playing him? Or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did, did he not care about one and he did care about the other or did he really care about both but he was only vocal against one of them you know what i'm saying i don't know that's weird because he did support the actor for solo maybe the solo experience formed his opinion Mm. about indie Ooh, i didn't even think about that maybe oh oh yeah i found the clip by the way oh did you I found the clip, so if you guys want to hear it, I'll play it actually right here. Yeah, so play it, play it. So give me a second. It's going to be a, a rough thing, but so here we go. When, when you're done with that role, yeah. who, would you like, who would you like to see as Indiana Jones? Nobody. 
is going to be Indiana Jones. Ever. Don't you get it? No one. I'm Indiana Jones. So when you're gone, it's gone. When I'm gone, he's gone. <laughs> it's in. That's it. All right, yeah, he sounded serious to me. Yeah, he's serious. Yeah. Yeah, he is. It's, it's, it's funny. It's like, because it was the same thing. He's been doing that with his other legacy characters. He did it with Han Solo, dead, in The Force Awakens. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, he did Blair 2049, which was, you know, uh, the character didn't, didn't die in the film, but he uh, just passed it on to the next character in that film. I mean, you could do the same thing with Indiana Jones. You could actually set up, you know, have a mentorship, you know, have a young apprentice, you know, have him pass the yeah. torch to somebody else. That's what I'd like to see. It would be somebody else with a new name and character like Sarah was referring to, just not Indiana Jones. Um, Wade, you're basically describing the Indiana Jones Chronicles, the show. Like, it's like, it's, if you watch those episodes, they're hour-long episodic, uh, like, TV movies, and they show, like, him as a kid, him as a teenager, through each point of his life, through his ventures. Like, yeah, it, it, maybe I need to rewatch them, but I just, th I just think that's the only way that I think that they could successfully recast is if they go earlier than adulthood. But I know they already did that, but I don't know. Uh, maybe I just need to go and rewatch them again. It's been a long time since I've oh. seen those. Oh yeah, and they're and they're long episodes. They're like I said, they're hour long, so you can they're like a movie itself. Three seasons, twenty eight episodes, and four TV films. Oh, each episode. Damn. Each episode is actually forty five minutes. I'm sorry, I'm wrong. There was four TV movies there, like hour long. Um. Alright, well, never mind, dude. Never mind. That's a lot. That's a lot to try to act like you didn't already do. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, look never at... mind. I take it back. At this point, like, do we need another movie after the, this no. new one? It's like, no. you have you have the TV series. Go back and watch no. a TV series if you want your Indiana Jones kick. That's what I suggest. Like, it's an underrated show. Nobody ever watches it, so... That's what I suggest this for sure. This movie better be good. If it ever even happens, I haven't even heard anything about it I for don't years. Think it will. <laughs> we'll see. Oh wait, I'll see. Um, now, okay, Wednesday show. The Wednesday show was like the biggest show because there was a lot that happened. Like it wasn't so much topic heavy as so much with stories and moments that happened on the show. Um, we'll talk about the topics, but I guess. Um, Wade, you mentioned that Roxy was on fire in this episode. So much so. Oh, she was, dude. She was, I don't know, man. She was on her game, dude. She was definitely on her A-game. She was kind of feisty and and, and whipping out quick-witted jokes and shit, man. It was awesome. Very enjoyable. Yeah, so I was like, I could totally agree. And one of the things that, uh, was mentioned actually mark riley oh yeah yodi uh, actually mentioned was about the whole and you girls will love this because wade will talk about this uh the dryer sheet uh smoking weed thing with the toilet paper roll <laughs> what uh, is that yeah, what is that it, all about it wade works out quite well it really does and you you ladies have never heard of this before huh no no you have mike right i have i have i just I just yeah. can't explain it well. Right. Well, you yeah, you just take your empty toilet paper roll and then you shove your fabric softener sheets in there, just like Roxy said. But, 
But young Roxy isn't thinking about something, and that is, if you if you just simply take your your um, your fabric softener sheets, your dryer sheets, and you put them in there, when you blow through it, the sheets are going to blow out of the other end, right? <laughs> so, the first thing I did was I used to put I used to poke two holes in them in like X shape, and I'd stick um, toothpicks through there, one to hold the uh to hold the the fabric softener sheets from blowing out the other end and two to keep it from rolling off the table because i'm genius stoned or not baby i'm on my a game you know what i'm saying so then i quit doing that because i mean you know i don't have any fucking toothpicks ever anymore so now i just would uh put scotch tape around the end uh, and that's the best way to hold it in. It's completely, completely crap rigged, but it really does work. And I'll take this a step further for you kids out there, not not actual kids when I say that. I mean, like, I'm 40, so kids means 18 and up. So for all you kids out there, if you're going on a road trip or whatever, and right, and, and you're in your hotel room and you want to smoke down, um, most rooms are non-smoking these days and most rooms uh, if you're in a, a, an illegal state then you don't want to get that smoke out you don't want people to know what your business is going on in your hotel room you know what i'm saying so what you do kids is you go into the bathroom and you get yourself a towel um get yourself one of the bath towels because you need one that's as wide as the door to the hallway or to the outside or wherever um and you damp this towel and you shove it underneath the crack of the door. See, you get it damp because the moisture, it being damp, just helps somehow scientifically been proven, I'm sure, keep the smoke from going around it or something. But the, I don't know why, but that's important. My sister-in-law told me that. Do that. And then, but the key thing is go over to your AC unit and and you turn it on but you you get your your hand towel your washcloth and you get that damp and then you spray it down with either perfume or cologne and then you set it on top of the ac unit and you lay the the phone book on top of it um see again i'm old so they might not even have phone books in hotel rooms anymore these days i don't know but they surely have the bible um, oh my God. But I would not use the Bible because if you run out of rolling papers, then you need the Bible, you know, to, you know, pick a good page. Um, I'm just kidding about that. That's well, I mean, who knows, man? Jesus drank wine and shit, so you never know. Um, but my point is that you you put that that damp covered um, uh, covered in perfume or cologne washcloth over the vents and then you prop it or you uh, lay something of weight on top of it to hold it there and when that air blows through it it blows that perfume smell and then you sit there and then if you're really smart kids then you'll do the toilet paper roll also so then you got like two things going on you know what i mean and then of of course always when you're done uh spray down the room with uh with air freshener and then that's how you do it guys if you're in an illegal state so but um, I'm, I'm not advocating that anyone do that. Just to make that clear, I'm not saying that you should do that. Um, I'm just telling you what you could do to prevent getting caught if you do do that. And I just said do-do.
<laughs> you know what? Let's go right to that. Speaking of doo-doo. <laughs> oh, no. Nice segue. Nice segue, indeed. Don't need to go in order, because we're going to talk about poop stories. They, 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 oh, God. I mean, I mean, Wednesday show, episode 144, it was craptastic. It was fun. So, they, t- they talk about poop, but Jeff Snyder comes in, talks about his poop story. Oh, my God. Oh, I was laughing in tears because of what happened to him. <laughs> so, what? Why don't you tell us exactly what happened here? This is just uh, too good to believe, and very—I don't know—it's kind of unsettling. Oh, uh, I mean, okay. I bet we all remember. We we we, we probably do. I mean, it's. I bet you audience remember what happened. I mean, if you're, uh, come on, you're listening to this because it's an after-show podcast, and we're not recapping everything, but you've seen the show, and you've heard the story, but it's just like, you know, getting off work, going into <laughs> going, going into his vehicle, you know, and having to poop, and then it's like, oh, no, and he has to drive back he home. He intentionally did it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I understand that, like, he didn't intentionally go... Like, you know, I'm going to leave work and then shit in my pants on the drive home. (laughs) You know, it was nothing like that. But, I mean, when the moment came, he made that decision. Okay, I'm going to shit now. But he chose the lesser of two evils the way he tells the story. Because the other one was to be labeled, you know, a child uh, predator for the rest of his life. So he probably picked the better of his options. But... Yeah, you're in a shitty situation either way. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that was like a highlight of that episode for sure. Uh, let's talk about one of the topics. They actually okay, and we 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 talked about this like off air between all of us, but uh, they they announced TV Talk. Uh, they're having Roxy on as a permanent uh, co-host and having hypothetical questions as a segment on the episode, and they're doing it. Uploading on Thursdays instead of Fridays on Collider Factory feed. And the thing is, everything's just keeps getting moved around and it's just confusing. And all of their shows. All of them. They're, 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 all of them. They're just moving everything around. Just like, okay, just do it and just don't make us confused. I need a list. Like. <laughs> These shows are on this YouTube channel. These shows are on this YouTube channel. These podcasts are on this feed. These podcasts are on this feed. Because I'm losing track. I think they just moved everything to Collider Factory. Like, all the ones that had their own separate, they just moved them all there. Because people were so confused. Well, I think that they're just throwing too much at the wall. And see... Yes. I mean, I was the one that listened to hypothetical questions. I actually like listened to it. I listened to it, downloaded, and those were the best things. And and here's the thing: I have I have downloaded the recent episode. I have not listened to it yet, but I'm just curious of how the segment's gonna work with hypothetical questions because with Roxy and uh, Josh Makuga, he they had time to you know span out these like pitches yeah. and and they had like forty to fifty minutes. 
a segment on a TV talk, that's like, what, 10, 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes at the most? That's not a lot of time to, like, pitch something out like they normally do, and that's going to be interesting. They barely have time to, to talk about the TV shows that they talk about, like... It's already a rushed show. It is. It's like you're stuffing too much into one show. I mean, Roxy, yeah. having Roxy on the show makes sense because she loves TV. And I think, because even they said it on live, they Josh is like, you know, uh, she, she's been there since day one, more or less, and climbing up the ladder. And now she's like part of the TV talk. And it's having the female perspective, like on this show, uh, is interesting to have for television was. So it'd be... Mm-hmm. Interesting to hear Roxy's opinion on TV stuff. Not set up hypothetical questions. Yeah, I don't. I, I've tried to listen to hypothetical questions. It was just never my thing. I, I prefer, like I love listening to her and Josh. Like they them go back and forth, but I just it didn't catch my interest a lot. So I'm happy that she's going to be on TV talk, and I get to hear that interaction. But I'm just just still confused about where to find everything and i'm just hoping i don't even know what like I, i've never seen it pop up in my podcast feed the the latest episodes of tv talk so i don't you know uh, i'll have to go hunt it down at some point i suppose yeah we we like i said we talked about this off air in our discord server here with our producer josh because he was like saying you know this stuff is not appearing on the feed and he actually i think tweeted at them at one point and all you have to do apparently is to delete the subscription feed you have of it and then resubscribe to it and then you should have all the episodes back a factory i believe so I uh, did that and it didn't work. So <laughs> I, I don't know what Josh did, and it, maybe I forgot what it was, and maybe I don't know. Oh, there's got to be a way to figure out how to get the episodes. I mean, I how for me, I go to podcastone.com, and that's where they have their network, and they I download straight from there, so it's easier for me to listen there. I don't use Apple Podcasts like most people, so. Um, I don't know. I'm just curious to hear what's Roxy's opinion on TV talk and hypothetical questions future with that. That's uh, interesting. Uh, let's talk about the uh, Christian lifting a guy story. <laughs> that 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 section, like when he starts talking about these stories, that whole section, like I I bet you, like if they clip that out and make it a separate clip, that will get views because. That was bonkers. Listening to all of that, it was just. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, Christian!" I mean, I just hope none of none of the people on live ever need to like have a job, like you know, being a school teacher or um, a, a fireman, or you know, because they there's a lot of evidence out there of stuff they've done. Oh. <laughs> Oh yeah, they all the stories do that. And it was like, oh boy, refer back to that. Oh, the background check—that's not good for you. You're fired. You're not hired. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't know. It's. I mean, I I never I never did that stuff. I'm not like them. They're they're a generation ahead of me. At least I'm trying to remember how old they are compared to me. I'm thir- almost thirty, so. I have never around my age, dude. And, and when they talk about doing shit like that, I can completely relate, man. Cause I mean, back then, dude, it was just, it was different times, man. You just, you were able to 
do dumb shit and goof off like that. And people were more likely to just go with the flow. Although still having heard that story, I don't understand how that dude didn't do something or at least say anything. Because I, I probably would have been flipping out, dude. I would have been like, dude, what the <laughs> fuck are you in trying to hit and kick? But that was just such an amazing tale. And the fact that he then got uh, Mike Sidious, I mean Mike Citizen, to confirm the story um, uh, while they're live on air, it just made it even that much better. And Roxy grabbing up his phone and, and, and just continuing the conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was funny. And then because he, like he's listening in and watching and he's, he's like, nice jacket. And, uh, and they keep, and the colors, the, the, the school colors, they like, that's Teen Wolf, that's Teen Wolf. And she's like, it's a Riverdale jacket, you fucks. <laughs> I love when she said that, you fucks. That was so good. And so then they start talking about Teen Wolf a little bit, and they talked about, like, because she's like, you know, there's that person who uh, showed his junk off at the end of the film. And, uh, clarification, Christian, if you're listening, that's not a guy, it's a woman. That is, and there was no junk scene either. No, I actually copied this from IMDb directly. In the last scene, before the slow motion kicks in, uh, and Scott's dad, uh, Scott's dad comes down from the bleachers, you can see a girl in a red shirt and blue jeans. Her fly is unzipped, and she finally realizes it, and she tries to pull her shirt down before zipping her pants up. And when that doesn't work, she puts her jacket over her front side, covering herself up. It, it's That's how, how I've always understood that story. Me too. Me too. And I saw it. I could tell it. And it's so funny. Like, if you watch that movie at the end, you can actually watch it. It's on, like, Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, uh, it's a good movie. Mike J. Fox, hello. Um, I just want to clarify that for Christian Harloff, if you are listening, uh, because I always knew that. Anyways, uh, that was uh, that bit alone, like, all that, like, that whole section, like, I would, like, watch that over and over because that's my. Those stories are just amazing to listen to. For uh, Christian Harloff and all that stuff. Uh, but Roxy, speaking of Roxy still, uh, let's just call her RJ. Because she's she wants a new nickname, RJ. And her middle name shows J. And I forgot where her middle name was because I wasn't paying attention that closely. Jillian? That mm. could be... Probably not Jillian. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> I, I probably won't. But uh, we'll, 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 we'll call her RJ. It's shorter. It's actually cheaper than Roxy. Uh... So, and also, our producer's initials is J.R. The flip, yeah, we the got f- our own reverse J.R. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got a reverse R.J. So, uh, you know what? Let's just keep it simple and call our producer J.R. You know? J.R., what's up, boy? Producing this A-R. episode? <laughs> Down on the ranch in Texas, getting that oil, boy. Indeed, <laughs> boy. Um, Day off was awesome, and that's why we're using it. <laughs> Dallas, dude, them old interviews of that dude. What was the actor's name that played him? Damn it! Uh, oh, son of a bitch! I know who you're talking about too, and I can't think of it. It's um, it's in fucking I Dream a Genie. Ah, I can't think of the fucking name. Anyway, dude, them old st- old videos of him like in the late seventies and eighties. Just candidly talking about doing acid and shit like that and partying hard. Man, that dude was a fucking legend, man. 
Dude, that yep. guy was awesome. I can't believe I can't remember his name. But anyway, we got our own JR. Yep. He, yep. It's much easier now. Uh, let's go back to a topic, and one of the, this one got heated because it was a, it was an argument. Uh, there was a theme this week, as we've been previously telling you, and uh, this is referring to Star Wars yet again. Uh, because Christian Harloff is a big fan of Star Wars, and they talk about Episode Nine, and if Matt Smith is lying or not, whether he's in the film or not, it's like oh no comment, and they talked about lying, and they had two different sides, so is Matt Smith a liar? If he is a liar or not, if he ends up being in Episode Nine, uh, also would you lie if your boss told you to? So. If he truly ends up being in episode 9, then technically he is a liar, but I don't think it's a huge deal. Like, I think that's, um, like Roxy wants to say he's not a liar. He is a liar, but I don't think it matters. Like, they do this all the time because they kind of just, they have to, and people will find out eventually. Like, it's not a huge deal in this industry you can't take anyone at their word when they say that they're um, not interested or, or not be, not talking to anyone or don't have a part because sometimes just knowing someone was cast is a spoiler in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I felt like, okay, well, by definition, he's lying if he ends up, you know, being in the episode. But you know i i don't think that that necessarily means that he's an immoral person so um i don't know uh but my god were they upset about it i i don't know like with if you're keeping a, a secret about your role and you have to just say no comment that you're not necessarily saying anything in my opinion, I mean, if you're saying, no, I'm not, or yes, I am, it depends on what the question is. Like, if you're saying, no, I'm not in this movie, that's lying. But if you say no comment, that just means you're not saying what it is. You're being secretive. And... I think no comment sounds more like you are in it. You just can't say. That could, that, that too. That too. I mean, it's, I mean, like they said, yeah. like they said, Matt Smith was in uh, Terminator Genesis. Uh, towards the end, so it was just like, and that didn't reveal in the trailer, so it was a big surprise seeing Matt Smith come out of nowhere. It's like, it's Matt Smith in the Terminator film. Oh my god! So it might be a big surprise to Star Wars now. Who knows? Well, it won't be a big surprise because we haven't stopped talking about it. But <laughs> that's true. So yeah. he was so at, this, in the movie. at this point, if he is in the movie, they just need to put him on the list because yeah. he's <laughs> And the thing with live is like they always talk Star Wars because Christian Harloff, he's the host. He he loves Star Wars. You know they always take up the chance to talk about Star Wars whenever they can, even though it's not like Jedi Council. You know, so, uh, you know I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but I understand what he's talking about. And it's with Matt Smith. I mean, that's newsworthy. I didn't even know Matt Smith was supposed to be in this movie, so that's great, good news. Apparently. He's great in The Crown. Just excellent in The Crown. I like him in that a lot. 
There was a couple of calls that happened towards the end of the Wednesday show. One of them was asking about the best concert you ever went to. So let's go around and talk about the best concerts you ever went to. Have you been to any concerts, Galen? Yes, I've been to a few in my life. Not not too many, but my favorite concert was um, just this past year at Christmas time. I saw Harry Connick Jr. in New Orleans. I don't even know oh, a lot of his wow. music. Yeah, I don't even know a lot of his music, really, but... I was just like, ooh, I can go look at him for an hour and, or two hours. That would be fine by me. And um, he sings beautifully. It was super entertaining. Yeah. He uh, tap danced with some guy who's just, like, insanely good at tap dancing. He played um, two, like, key, like tiny pianos with, like, he played one with each hand while he also played drums with his feet. Um it was just wonderful, and he was singing some Christmas music, which, I mean, it was just amazing, and it was just so entertaining. So that was great. Oh, I'm peanut butter and jealous right now. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, I love Harry Connick Jr., man. I've got, like, fucking five, six albums of his, man. Mainly, mainly his older shit, but uh, it just, just, oh, my gosh, man. I love Harry Connick Jr., man. So fucking jealous right now. That's and, awesome. And New Orleans is his hometown. So he yeah. Pulled, yeah, he pulled in wow. people who like inspired him and worked with him when he was younger and and everything. It was just it was awesome. That's awesome. Did you wanna mention about that one time a movie talk that he mispronounced New Orleans? New Orleans? Shit uh, did Did I just do that yeah. shit? <laughs> yeah, okay, so it's New Orleans, um, not New Orleans, and they clipped, they like, during movie talk or something this week, uh, they they had a little tiny blurb of Perry talking about the Overlook, uh, hor uh, mo uh, oh my god, Overlook Film Festival that's going on there, and she said something about New Orleans, and I just, like, died inside a little bit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. When I say the I pronounce the new as Nor, like Norlands. Yes, Norlands, or yeah. yeah. Well, and the closer you really are to New Orleans, the the more it sort of becomes one word. Yeah. Um. Now, do you say Louisiana or Louisiana? Um. It depends on how many drinks I've had. Um. <laughs> uh, but. I say both. It just depends. If you're singing Louisiana Woman, Mississippi Man, you got to say Louisiana. That's um, true. And um, it just depends. But uh, I definitely don't go overboard and say, like, Louisiana. Uh, do you say Louisville or Louisville? Louisville. Oh, that's the one. That's the only one that matters right there. <laughs> All right. Because, Spot on. Because I've seen the movie Elizabethtown, and they have a whole scene where she's explained to him that's not Louisville, it's Louisville. Oh, there's, I'm a huge baseball fan, and there's nothing more annoying than someone saying, Oh, look at that, Louisville slugger! And I'm like, dude, I just want to slap the taste out of their mouth. The Louisville. Anyways. And, and it's also, it's not Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania it's Lancaster. Lancaster, yes. Anyways, I just wanted it's to get also since we're on this, it's also not Massachusetts. It's Massachusetts. All right, there are two fucking T's <laughs> wow, before the S's. 
and and also it's it's not govern governor or it is govern it's governor it's not governor it's govern or governor okay it's it's government not government all right it's government because they govern well look down here it's governor governor yeah. governor governor well louisiana is all that matters <laughs> or not louisiana louisville as long as you say Louisville right, that's all that matters. I'm sorry, I just took us yeah. way off. Yeah, I, I wanted to get into a brief little tangent because I thought it was funny when she mentioned that in the, the Discord server here off podcast here. That was pretty funny. I was like, talk about that. Uh, so, Sarah, what was the best concert you've been to? Um, I've only actually been to one concert, but I've been to a few different music festivals. Ah, uh, those and... still count. Yeah, okay, those count. Um... I would say the best was I saw the Killers and they were definitely oh, wow. the best show. Wow. Um, and Mufford's and Sons also put on one of the best shows. Oh. I've seen. And just a personal favorite, my favorite band is um, Group Love, and I saw them twice at the music festival, and it was just my favorite thing. But. Oh yeah, uh, for me, hands down, U2 in Chicago in 2019 for the 360 tour. That was just really fucking amazing, and a bunch of cool shit happened that night, so it was just really memorable. We, dude, yeah, at one point I was so close to Bono, if he would have reached out his arm and I would have stepped on my tippy toes and reached out my arm, we could have touched fingertips. It was a badass show. <laughs> oh my... Oh. I want to hold your hand. I want to hold your hand. I want... Yeah. Sound I'm just a Beatles like fan, too. I was lucky. My first concert was ACDC. Oh, wow. Went to your see first it. concert ever? My first concert was ACDC. And it was probably the... I think the only... I think it was on that last tour. I don't think they have toured since I've seen them uh, last. So I was lucky enough to see them before Brian Johnson's voice uh, got a little knocked out uh, for singing. So, yeah, it was amazing. It was, they had everything. They had cannons. They were shooting off fucking cannons. They're like, for those wow. about to rock, pew, pew, off the, like, they're like blanks, but they're still like shooting cannons off the stage. And then like for a whole lot of, whole lot of Rosie. Ho, ho. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they had a, like a big inflatable Rosie come out on the stage, and like it blew up. And it was like as they're singing, and she's and then some guy in the background was like moving the legs and everything. It was like a oh, fucking amazing. <laughs> it, they had awesome, it, they had everything. It was like I was like, you know what? This is the best one I've ever seen because it was like actual. Like I've been to like a few smaller little shows of bands. You know, I've seen like Nonpoint. I've seen. Godsmack, I've seen so many others, but AZDC like is hands down my favorite out of um, the bunch. Dude, yeah, that's real rock and roll right there, man. It, Hell it yeah. was it was like loud and like amazing. So one of the last things I want to mention for the Wednesday show is that we've been missing Brett. Yes. So Brett back. So I I, I did tweet this hashtag. <laughs> I, I created a hashtag in our, in our notes for bring back Brett because Christian said that it, it's it's a budget thing, 
and uh, you have to talk to Mark Fernandez. So you tweet at Mark Fernandez, and I just said, hey, hashtag bring B- Brett back, you know, um, oh. or bring back Brett because he he's a like he's my favorite on the show. And I miss him a lot, you know. He's he does. So yeah, if you want to bring bring back Brett, hashtag bring back Brett to Mark Fernandez, and maybe we can get a campaign going to bring him back on the Collider Live show. So just wanted to That'd mention that that'd be great because we need Brett back for sure. Uh, finally, <laughs> holy shit, but we can get through these really quick. Uh, Thursday, and it was actually wise to cut this short because Thursday show, there was only one thing that happened. One thing that happened. Essentially. Essentially. Um, there's a few little things I want to add in here, but uh, uh, Claire Live is back on their own channel for this episode, by the way. So the copyright strike thing was over on Thursday. Uh, Roxy was on a Thursday show with Dorina, which I was like, holy shit, two females, two vaginas, 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 vaginas. Sounds uh, not as good when a man says it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, I My impression was horrible. Hey, man, I thought about saying it, too, so don't feel bad for, like, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, I thought about it, too, but I just might, might. I have to quiet. You I stop. Vagina, you know? vagina, but, hey, vagina, vagina. Yeah, I was going to say, just so you don't feel bad, vagina, vagina. There. Now now we're even. Okay. Um, so. Sorry, ladies. We, we, we really mean nothing bad. I mean, female power. Females in the house. Oh, it really was cool. I like, like when they had Kate on the other day, uh, or last week, uh, with Roxy on there. It's always good to have two, two chicks on the show, especially the... The ones that they have rotating in are just really, really quick, really good personalities, really funny. It, it's always fun. Yeah, and their chemistry between each other was actually pretty solid for this episode. Um, so, Wade, it was like, Roxy's never done the show high. Hmm. Really, like, guys, I mean, I just assumed that's why she couldn't make it to work in the mornings. <laughs> I mean, I really did. She's she's talked a lot before. Well, maybe not a lot, but she's talked before about smoking the cards, the THC cartridges, and dude, them things that fuck you up, man. So I just figured that that was why she always got lost in the morning. So I was shocked to hear that she that that she doesn't do the show high. I just I just thought that I added that in because it's it, it just maybe it's just me, but I thought that's why she got lost all the time. Okay, here we go, folks. Are we ready for this? Oh, I don't know. So, Thursday show, and we talked about the theming of arguments. There has been a few sprinkling in throughout the whole week, and this one was the big one. This one was the big one, and it was a good decision for all of us to, to, to focus on this because after this, it wasn't even worth watching because it just, like... What basically happened, I'm recapping this because I have to recap it. It's worth recapping for this reason. And you go back and watch it. Watch it over and over because it is like seeing Christian yell and Thad argue. It is fucking glorious. I, I'm going to go back actually after this just to see it because I love it so much. Okay. So we all know Christian Harloff is the host of Jedi Council. And Galaxy Edge, you know, the new theme park uh, attachment to Disneyland and wherever else, uh, 
you know, he wasn't invited. You know, they they Kyle Leiter, uh was pushed out with a freelance writer, which was I think Haley Fa Haley Fouch and uh, some other chick. I can't remember her name right now, but he was pissed. He was so pissed. Like he he went off. He went on. A, he went off on a outrage rant, and Thad came into the booth, you know where Cody is, and started arguing against Christian. And it got ugly quick. It got so ugly. And like when uh, Kaylin was writing her notes, she was like, she couldn't like write the rest of her notes because she just felt so traumatized by the whole fighting. <laughs> I I really did, and I was trying to figure out why. Because, like, when Roxy and Makuka, you know, got into their suck my dick argument, I, <laughs> thought, <laughs> I thought that that was hilarious. So I was like, oh, me too. I, why yeah. was this not funny? And I think it's the difference between the kids fighting and the parents fighting. Mm. And, like, it's uh, like. Okay. Because, like, when. Christian. when yeah, when Roxy and Makuga fight, it's like, okay, it's funny. Christian can make it stop, like, if mm. he wants to. It, obviously, he didn't want to because he was just laughing hysterically. But with this, it's like, who can tell them to stop? Yeah. Mark Fernandez, basically, but who knows where he was. And... He wasn't there that day, so there was no saving grace. Yeah, so <laughs> it was just like, oh, God, this could go on forever. And then he starts talking about, uh, uh, sad, embarrassing him, or however Christian says that word, and um, when he, you know, ran in there and screamed about uh, them, them losing their streaming and all that, and oh my god, it was just so real, and I feel like they've been doing a lot of PR to show that uh, the two of them are not mad at each other. Right, yeah. Then, right. Like, see, we're all friends. Yeah, and it was like, oh, 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 just laughing. <laughs> with his hands up, just like, okay, sure, you're making it look so happy for us. No, it yeah, was... I don't it, know. It was ugly. What do you think about it, Sarah? Um, I think... I honestly think that Thad went in there to kind of, like, joke around a little bit and didn't expect Christian to react that way. Because Christian either, like, he'll join in on the bit or he will freak out about it and he freaked out and was not okay with Thad coming in as the voice of God like out of nowhere I just I don't I don't think he expected it to turn so so dark so fast yeah and I mean the the actual situation aside um Thad I mean yes Christian was being unprofessional by refusing one refusing to uh to cover the galaxy's edge coverage because uh, he does work for collider and it's their content and it's his job to push their content especially on a star Wars show mm -hmm. but um i don't know if and it was also and it was also unprofessional of him to voice that on air and he at one point not lucasfilm but whatever department of disney it is that's in charge of i'm of invites christian straight up said fuck them and i mean that's unprofessional 
but it's also unprofessional for Thad to come in on air and start that shit because it. I took it as Thad was trying to sh- maybe wield any little bit of power or he might have at all and like trying to put Christian in his place. That's the only way I took that. Otherwise, he would have done that off air. And But as far as the actual situation, you know, Christian, if he doesn't want to talk about Galaxy's Edge, that's up to him. But it is his job to do so, so he needs to make that decision and take whatever consequences, if any, come his way. Mm. But there was unprofessionalism by both of them, I think. But it was great entertainment, and really, I guess that's the bottom line. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's just, I bet you, like, if Cody takes sound bites from that, that would be amazing to hear back. Just in any loud situation, to just play Christian yelling just whenever. I can imagine that so much. Um, and... While they're at it making me a list of what shows are on which feeds, I need them to make me an organizational chart of the hierarchy of this place because yeah. uh, I still don't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, though, you know, that's a good point. I just want to say this real quick that um, from what I understood, Thad is head of production like the video production for Collider Videos. And development and, now. Uh, De- all right. Development and programming. Production and development. Is that right? It's, well, it's Christian. Like. Christian made a big deal about the fact that apparently that used to be him and it got taken away from him and given to Thad or something like that. Yeah, um, well, you know, if, if Christian is a producer on jedi council which i believe he is but even if he is if thad is in charge of production and development and that kind of shit then technically thad is higher than him as far as ranking and positions i would think yes well we don't have the chart to know this yeah there's no yeah i need the chart we should, everybody listening, tweet Mark Fernandez and ask him to, to tweet out a chart of of who is in charge and in what order. Please explain to us. Uh, to end things off, let's talk about the last Friday show of May, and this time it was Mark Riley who was hosting. And Christian was off. Or was he? Was there more Very to it? Very suspicious. Uh, he was allegedly off. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, he may have been. He never tells us if he's not going to be on the show. Like, very, very rarely. Unless it's like a schmodown thing. But that was suspicious. Yeah, perfect timing. <laughs> See, I just, I disagree because I think... I think he does tend to tell us for the absolute most part if he's not going to yeah. be there. So I that's why I found it extremely suspicious, especially being a Friday show when it's a shorter show. I would think that he would have told us. He's but, on the Fridays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then again, with, maybe he meant to tell us, but with that fight with Thad, he didn't tell us. But either way, it was great how Yodi made it out as if there was going to be an investigation and we need to support 
uh, support Christian via tweets. That was great. I actually bought into that shit for a minute. So, normally if it's a Friday show, uh, and Christian Harleth is not there, Josh McCougas sometimes hosts it. Yeah, that was also weird, because Riley normally doesn't host since he's doing all the, uh, producing as they go, and he's normally keeping track of the computer and all that stuff. But they had, uh, Roka in as the producer, so, uh... That was kind of cool seeing Roka in his high chair because he can't sit in those small little chairs. I didn't even notice until Makuga made the joke about him, him sitting there in his high back chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was all I could notice. Roka just sounds like a crotchety old man so often. It's hilarious. <laughs> I love him for that. I just love him for that. Um, but yeah, they the show opened and they uh, joked about Galaxy Edge so much. They joked about it, and it just led to a, the whole show being a joke with that. And they talked about Disneyland and they talked about <laughs> freaking Makuga with his puns. Yes, those are great. Although I don't think half of the things he says are actually puns. Yeah, I don't think so either because. Yeah, I, he doesn't quite, he's close. I'm not sure exactly what you would call what he's doing, but it it's close to being a pun. It's just not quite a pun. Mm. Yeah, so, uh, and actually, I just realized both Cody cuts for this week were on Fridays because the rest of the week, there wasn't so many cut, cuts that Cody was, like, being so memorable for, except for, like, this day was like the most. There was like three of them I counted. Uh, the first one was with uh, Alex and Cody thumb wrestling. Yeah, that that was great. Um, then there was another one when Copster appeared. Like he like walked into the booth and he's like, Ah, hey guys! <laughs> and then the last one was like, um, Oh crap! What were they talking about at the the end? They were talking about something, but he was like, This isn't gonna go well in the comments. And Alex is like dancing in the background. <laughs> I can't remember what they were talking about, but I remember the dancing. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, so I, I give you props, Cody. Like, Cody, you are the man when it comes to your cutting to the booth and your segments. So uh, I salute you, dude. You're you're uh, a genius at work. Let's talk about some topics they talked about. There's two of them that we kind of stuck around with. Uh Let's talk about how Mark Webb, speaking of Disney, is uh, directing, uh, uh, rumoredly to be di- directing the live-action Snow White for Disney. Do we need Don't another care. Snow White movie? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It, it, I, it's, mean, uh... I mean, the one with Kristen Stewart, like, ruined her reputation, so oh, maybe man. we should just, like, cool it for a little while. Wow, Snow White's in the Snow White and the Huntsman ruined her reputation. It's not an interesting story either. It's like, uh, really not. I don't know. Um, and now, like it's it's the Me Too movement. Like I don't know. I feel like it's weird that like, she lives with seven <laughs> men. I don't know. Like I just feel like how do you date it? Like I don't and know. It was a good, concise little story to be the first animated movie yes. they ever did, but it's definitely not their best. No. So, I mean, I'm I'm good. 
Um, I do worry that they're running out of movies really fast, though. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, what do they have left at this point? They've done Cinderella. They're talking about Snow White. Uh, they, um... They did a version of Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Little Mm. Mermaid's been in the talk off and on, hasn't it? Yeah. Hercules. That has not not been talked about. Um, Okay, but we have Hercules movies. Like, I I don't think we need another one. (laughs) You never Um, know. Dude, if they do, if they would do the robin hood with the foxes i would fucking i'd totally go see that shit i'd be dude i'd be singing at the beginning man with all the little kids and shit dude you know what i'm saying oodle lolly oodle lolly golly what a day fucking yeah man and yeah and fox and the hound was that you sarah that said that dude fox and the hound imagine how fucking great that movie would be and and with and I'm not being like, I don't say this in a negative way. It's just, I'm just saying. But with the social justice warrior stuff that's going on, the movements, imagine how well that movie would play today. You know what I mean? Two, two completely opposite world things. A fox and a hound, friends ripped apart, raised in their the lives that, they, that they're supposed to be in, which is opposite of each other. And then in the end... Do they come together or do they not? That would play perfectly today. That's a great suggestion, Sarah. So let me get this straight. You won't watch Lion King, <laughs> but you know the entire plot to the Fox and the Hound? Oh, well, I've never seen hey, I've never seen the movie. My mom used to read the book to me when I was a kid. Oh. Yep. And she also used to sing You Are My Sunshine to me every night before bed. And today is actually my mother's 70th birthday. Happy birthday, Mom. Love you. You are my sunshine, Mom. I love you. I mean, Mark Webb has done some great movies. I mean, come on. Side note, Sarah's favorite movie is 500 Days of Summer. Yes, it is. And I agree with everything uh, Darina and Mark said. <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> I mean, that's a great example of his work. I mean, come on. I mean, could you... I, think it's the- I mean, come on! <laughs> He's a great director! How can you not like him? <laughs> come on, man! Well, for my sake! If the round, if the if the container's round and the lid's round, why not call it round team? <laughs> oh my god! So, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, it's rumored right now that he's going to be directing that they Disney wants him to direct the Snow White. I mean, what like Collider Life does? They always talk about rumors that pop up. So, it's only speculation at this point. So we're just like, okay. We'll see what happens. Hashtag we'll see what happens, as I always say. Uh, last thing we're going to talk about, this has been floating around for quite some time, and now it's official. Robert Pattinson, Pattinson is officially the Batman. Don't remember Sarah if we had... must be a, a Twilight fan. Yes, I am. Because she, she, she was trying to contain herself, but I heard that little, woo. <laughs> I can't be. I'm. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, 
my excitement happened last week when they kind of were like, it sounds like it might be happening. So by this week, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do this. Yes. Yeah, they've been talking about this way too much, which is, but the, yeah. well, they, t they they mentioned that, that they auditioned both Robert Pattinson and Nicholas Holt, and uh, Robert turn out to be winning but with nicholas holt i'm I, i'm guessing like the, he could have a role in the batman somehow as like one of the villains as they like mentioning like they could be you know he could be the riddler you know in the film for all you know yeah i don't really see nicholas holt as batman so i mean I he's a great actor mm -hmm. it's just i don't know robert pattinson basically <laughs> definitely looked more the part but um yeah i mean if he shows up as a villain or as someone else i think that'd be far more interesting for nicholas holt and i'm of the camp that i would rather them not try to make this make sense with the movies that are supposed to all sort of fit mm -hmm. together like just make a good movie if it's good great you can maybe figure out how to tie it in later but just make a good movie. Like, it doesn't matter. We had four uh, Batman movies back in the 80s and 90s. We had three different Batman, and we survived. I mean, the last one wasn't great. Um, but, you know, like, nobody questioned it. It was just like, okay, this guy's now Batman. Like, it's fine. Whatever. So, just make a good movie. That's all I'm asking for. Agree. I like so Dorina. I just, I just agree. I don't know. I don't You're just still sitting there thinking about <laughs> ooh, <laughs> Robert. I okay. I don't think he's great in the Twilight movies, but what they fail to mention is no one hates Twilight more than Robert Pattinson hates Twilight. Like, <laughs> yeah, he hates those movies. He has been on record saying that he's walked out of the screenings of those movies. Like, he is not a fan of it, and I just think. That I mean, I haven't really seen any of the other movies done, so I can't. I kind of sound like a hypocrite, but I just believe that he is gonna do fine based on the fact that he hates those Twilight movies and wants to get away from that persona as much as he can. Well, um, I've not seen him in much either, and the mo the movie that Christian keeps recommending, uh, The Rover, I think it's called, yeah. that's on Netflix, so if you got Netflix, it's right there to check out. Um, I've got it in my queue saved up, so, but yeah, I mean, as far as who's Batman, I don't, I don't really care, I just think yeah. that they should, I think that they should, that they should go by the comics, kill off Bruce Wayne, and have Dick Grayson, have Robert Pat Pattinson be Dick Grayson and stepping into the new Batman role. I mean, for me, that way, you could, if, if you want to, you could start over anew, or you could just use him and, and uh, in the DCU, and just, he's, you still have Batman, but it's Dick Grayson as Batman. And and you can still use Gal Gadot. Is it Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot? I don't think anyone knows. Yeah, well, you can still you can still use the current Wonder Woman and Aquaman or whoever you want. You know, the ones that are being done successfully. That's how I that's how I'd go about doing it because <laughs> it just 
it'd be cool to be able to keep Batman in the movies with the uh, with Aquaman and and still maybe try to salvage some Justice League and whatnot. You you keep suggesting like a legacy kind of thing with these characters, passing it on to another. You keep doing that. You did it with Indiana Jones, now with this one. <laughs> well, see, well, well, with the Indiana Jones, it really wasn't passing on. It was him just reflecting back. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. Passing uh, it on necessarily. Right, right, I mean, right. I I, saying, I, but, and, and also, to be fair to me, uh, in my legacy, my legacy wanting, it is in the comics, too. That That is a storyline, right, so. Right, but I, I just. I don't know. It could be cool. I mean, I mean, they we could. really still need Bruce Wayne. All the Batman TV shows, all the Batman movies that have been done. I mean, do we really? Does it matter? Really? Does it have to be Bruce Wayne? Wouldn't that open up and expand the universe a little bit more if if we did that? Because then you could ju- you you would be opening up everything in the comics that happened after Dick Grayson took over being Batman. In, instead of relying on the same old shit, the same old Joker's origins, the same old penguin waddling around, it just—I'm just—I love Batman. He's my favorite. I'm just getting a little bored with it. I can already see what you're coming from. Um, here's what I was gonna say: in the original, not the original, but the—I would say the second generation of the Batman films, which is like from '89 till Batman and Robin. Um, they had different actors playing Batman, but they had similar, not similar, but the same characters from each film come in to like make it a world building thing. Like they had Alfred, the same guy playing the same character throughout all the movies. So if by, like they said, casting Alfred, having German irons from Justice League to come back as Alfred to kind of connect it into the universe, that kind of makes sense to do that that way. Um, I don't care who the actor is. I mean, if they're doing the Batman set in the 90s, which hasn't been done per se, um, they all the Batman films have been filmed during the time they're being filmed. Uh, this is kind of like a throwback to, you know, the detective story, as Matt Reeves was saying, you know, directing it. So I'm just being optimistic at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Got there. good feelings about it. I just, I don't know. I just would like a little bit of a change up, I guess. Just a little bit. So yeah, that is the show. Uh, This is Afterlife. I do have an announcement. And I do want to say this before we end off. We are going to have Kaylin and Sarah be our new co-hosts on the podcast. Aww. Aww. Yay! Yay! <laughs> yeah, we, we can't... We've talked about it in private, and there's absolutely no way that we could pick but one just one of you. And we, like, we liked you both, and we really also wanted to have both of you on tonight to get... Uh, to get it just to get a good sense of how it would be with both of you on and i don't know about mike but i fucking love it it was it's a lot of fun i like having you both on it's really cool and i think it's a great move for the show yeah i totally agree with wade i 
it was this this chemistry here was actually kind of cool as you guys were talking so uh this is the future of afterlife because we have the new format going this is the new crew we are heading to the right direction as we go into the next episode, which is episode 17. I know Kaylin's not going to be on the next episode, but Sarah will probably be on with us. So we'll, and actually, Wade, next week is going to be our 10th episode. Oh, hell yeah, man. That's cool. <laughs> this been, shit's flying by. We've been doing this for 10 episodes uh, since we started at, at episode nice. 7. So uh, look forward to that, people. Yeah, so. After Live. This is the unofficial Collider Live after show. Let me plug you some stuff because our producer, Josh, man, he is, uh, he's our producer. He does Talking Shmodown. Uh, let me give you the deets here. You can follow him on Facebook and YouTube at Merck with a movie blog. Twitter and Instagram at movie blog Merck. The website is Merck with a movie blog dot com. And before I forget to mention, we are on many podcast platforms. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. So listen, download, rate, and subscribe for more content from Afterlife and from Talking Schmodown. Uh, Wade, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at jwade1134. All right, follow him. You can follow me at at Mike Mixtape on Twitter and Instagram. Kaylin, where can people find you? They can find me on Twitter at KaylinRose715. That's K-A-L-Y-N-R-O-S-E 715. All right, go follow her. And Sarah, where can people follow you? You can find me on Twitter at S-C-B-O-C-K. Uh, so it's S-S-E-A-B-O-C-K. All right, that is the show. Thanks for listening. Any final words? Uh, get me to 10k followers before Darina and Brett people let's do this we'll see you guys on the next episode goodbye <laughs> later <laughs>